2: Hello, welcome to this Cricket Badger India vs England daily podcast, by the fans, for the fans. We're at Kohli's India, with Rohit Sharma, Jaspreet Bumrah and Ravi Ashwan, and young starlets like Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill. They play host to Joe Root's England, with Jimmy Anderson, Ben Stokes, Stuart Broad and young talents like Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley. It's always England's toughest tour, good luck to both sides, may the best team win.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome along. It's another edition of the Test Match Daily. India against England in day two action in Chennai, England finishing 555 for eight at Stumps. And to join me to talk about today and what we might think might happen over the next three days, it's Nakul Pandey and Anand Beaker. Nakul, your first time on the daily podcast. You've been on the Cricket Badger podcast before. What's your assessment of England's progress on day two today? They've got themselves up to 555. I think they'd probably be targeting. Targeting 600, but with two wickets left, that might be a little bit of an ask. Uh, hi, James. Uh, yeah, delighted to be on. Yes, I,
0: I've spent the day commentating on, on guerrilla Cricket, so I've uh, been well-placed to answer the question. Um, yeah, Joe Root said overnight on day one that he wanted 600, maybe 700 if, if possible. It, look, Joe Root was, again, absolutely magnificent. Um, he batted superbly well yesterday uh, on, on day one. I thought the way he paced that innings, I thought the, the way that he targeted uh, Shabazz and Nadeem and Washington Sunder, who weren't bowling as, as well as India, wanted them to, having picked them. Uh, both uh, ostensibly for more control was, was brilliant, and I thought today the way the way that he adjusted his game when batting with Sibley yesterday, and the way he was batting with Stokes today. I mean, there was a point where Stokes looked as though he was going to take away uh, the game from from India by himself, but India India stuck at it. I think 555 for eight. It seems weird to say that India didn't let the game completely get away from them. I mean, I, but I think that's largely true, apart from that partnership with Stokes and uh, and with Joe Root. England have done in some senses what they set out to do. Uh, They've batted time and they've got a what's the
1: word, unambiguously big score on the board. It's difficult to do these uh, England uh, podcasts at the moment without almost making them the Joe Root podcast because he's just in such terrific form. He's become only the second person in Test Match cricket to score. Scores of 150 in each of three Test Match consecutively. It's the highest score for an England player in India, 218 that he made today. He's just in terrific form. It's serene stuff. He doesn't look in in any trouble, Nakul. It's almost like they need Joe Root to do this because if you actually look around the edges of it, I mean, obviously, Dom Sibley 87, 82 from Ben Stokes, but they need a big score, and to get big scores, they need Root to carry on doing this, don't they?
0: I wouldn't necessarily say they need Joe Root to be doing this, but it certainly, obviously, it, it helps. I, it's often, it is often the case that with, with these, it's very rare to get two massive scores in one innings. That doesn't happen very often. This is a good batting deck, even though there is some some lateral movement, and certainly the ball was starting to swing uh, at various points during during the day. But it's not, this is not a total road. And this is a, a a good attack, even if they didn't bowl uh, to potential. It's rare to get two massive scores. Uh, there've been contributions throughout the Sri Lanka series, and, and today I thought Sibley was excellent. Yesterday, Stokes was um, at times brutal uh, today, even if he did have a, a few give a few half chances. But and through the uh, through the Sri Lanka series, you had um, Sibley in that last innings and. In, uh, in in Gaul, and you had you had Johnny Bairstow, you had Josh Butler offering offering support. So it, it's I don't think it's quite fair to say that England are totally dependent on 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 Joe Root. But what it what it certainly does it just it calms everyone else down. And it, it I think in India they never quite gave up on getting Joe Root out. They never quite set the field back completely. But he did look utterly in control of what he was doing at every single point of the innings pretty much
1: I had a chat with you or a text chat with you the other day where because obviously fan badges on these podcasts and uh, we've got Indian um, fans and English fans on it I asked you and you said you're fairly neutral you just want to see good cricket and I think I'm in the same boat as you I mean we do commentary it's nice to commentate it's nice to work on series that are close and nip and tuck and give you good entertainment I'm looking forward to seeing Coley Shubman Gill etc bat for India in the first innings but Anand you are very much our Indian fan on this, aren't you Uh, watching from the States there? How do you see it from India's perspective? It could have been worse, couldn't it? Could have been worse. England have been maybe hauled back a little bit in that final session. And obviously in 2016, there's the Test match in Chennai where England posted a big score in the first innings and India posted an even bigger one and went on to win it. So it's not all lost just yet.
2: No, certainly not. I think some of this is really, you know, that old uh, saying that we have about Indian hospitality, right? So we have gone and made a nice little interstate, as we call it in the US, right out there on the pitch. I don't think a lot is happening from the straight. So I think... You know, there's not a lot you can do on the pitch. I think India's bowled well. But uh, England's sorry, just, well. just
1: just just to stop there. You're saying that Virat Kohli is basically being hospitable by giving that pitch to England in the first two days. <laughs> Absolutely, this is a
2: cunning <laughs> ploy. Also, let's get the curator involved. You know, the the English batsmen are going to be so exhausted by the end of this test; they're just scoring runs. I mean, you know, Root probably doesn't want to bat again. So, I think this is this is just a very cunning ploy. You know, this we are, we talked about all the tactics in the India Australia series. Well, certainly, this is a new tactic that we've come up with put a road out there, make the opposition make 500. You know, we're just lulling them into complacency is how I'm looking at it. But no, I think, you know, England has done very well. Obviously, England is in the ascent here. However, we saw Bess and Leach bat and they didn't really look like they were in any trouble. Now, you know, Bess and Leach both can bat a bit. They're not, they're really not the second coming of Garfield Sobers, are they? So they didn't look in trouble. I don't expect India to be in trouble either. There's not a lot happening from the straight. There is that little patch outside, you know, uh, from the footmarks where you're seeing a little spin and out. Uh, things like that. But Pitt seems to be playing well. I hearken back to the first test within the uh, the 2016 England-India series when England visited India. I think England made 537 in that uh, in the first inning. India responded back with 488 and then it really was a flat wicket. So I think you know it uh, petered out into a draw. But there's another test that comes to mind. This is the India-West Indies from 2011 in Mumbai. And West Indies made 519 and 184 overs. So sort of similar to what we are at. India responded back with 482. West Indies is then collapsed for 134 with some good spin by Ashwin and Oja, I think. And then India, aiming for a target of 243, got to 242 for nine. And so it ended up being a draw, but they really, you know, could have won the game as well. So if we get anywhere close to that, you know, we're going to have a great game. So, you know, really hoping for that. Like you mentioned about you and Nakul, you know, it's similar here, I want India to win, but I really want to see some good test cricket. So it would be great if we get a, a really close match and things start to happen over day fours and five.
1: Bold call, we're predicting a uh, at the end of day two. To a draw with scores level. <laughs> hey. Knuckle, I mean, we, we talked about, or, or rather, uh, Alan talked about uh, some matches where India have bounced back in test matches. I've done a load of previews for this series where you look down India's team, you know, they are very dominant on home soil. They won't count themselves out of this just yet, will they? They'll be looking at this one thinking three days to go. You yeah, know, this isn't over yet. Oh, absolutely. There was no sense of, of watching this game. There was no sense of, of despair or even... Or, or anything, or
0: even particular frustration. I mean, you saw that, um, you know, that ridiculous catch that Rohit Stroma dropped late in the day off Washington, and everyone was just laughing um, uh, uh, at it. And that, uh, this India team is very confident and seems very um, sort of just sort of together. And there's a certain sense of uh, right. You know, we've got good batters. This, this pitch isn't particularly difficult to bat on, from what we can see. Um, yes, there's some good bowlers in the opposition, and the ball is swinging, even if it's not doing a great deal of the off the surface but you know if we bat as we can we can get a big score and, and neutralize this uh, this first innings advantage and at least uh, keep the game in check and then if the pitch does start to break up um Ashwin and and, and Coco come coming into the game later and I think Ishant and Boomer both both bowled actually quite a bit better than their figures suggested I think Ishant's couple of late wickets I think did him did, did him some favors
1: no, didn't doing some favors is the wrong word I think they 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 made his figures look more like a reflection of how he bowled yeah, he, was, he was getting a bit of reverse swing wasn't he towards, In that spell anyway when he was on a hat trick At that stage Badges are furry creatures 85% of women badges think bad grooming Is a major turn off 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt 89% of men think good grooming is essential To the professional success Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there. Manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Together we save balls. that Roic catch that you mentioned the Roic drop um, was an absolute dolly wasn't it I mean he made some excuses on the TV I could see him saying it might have dipped on him a little bit and all the rest of it but that's what you get though isn't it when you keep a team out in the field for 180 overs plus um, you start getting some people maybe losing a bit of concentration getting a little bit tired their mind starts wondering to what they're going to eat for dinner that night and uh, all of a sudden they've they've dropped a sitter and Roic will be a little bit embarrassed about that won't
0: he oh I mean you could see the embarrassment immediately and with them all laughing um, including including Roic's uh, ceremony the from what I saw, the sort of excuses, as it were, was you know, a bit of, a bit of fun. And um, you know, there's no, you know, you'd, you'd expect a uh, test cricket to catch that 99 and a half times out of 100. And Roet is is a, normally a very good and safe pair of hands. It reminded me of the, the drop that Joe Denley put down yeah, yeah. off was Zealand. It's, it's a very similar kind of situation.
1: Um, I, reckon, I reckon I'd have backed to you, Knuckle, to a, to, to a pouch, that one. Um, with with, with eye shirt, I think, as well. And, and um, looking at the situation in this match, I mean, there is a little bit of suggestion that the ball might be starting to misbehave a tad. We've only had two days of the game, so there's still three left to go. You mentioned the curator earlier, apparently this is the first pitch that he's, uh, he's ever done, um, certainly for a test match. Um, there is potential for it to maybe break up a little bit and for it to be a little bit interesting towards the end. We saw one ball particularly from Washington Sunder absolutely leapt on Joe Root. If that starts to happen more often, you know, batting second or, you know, even India's first innings might be slightly more problematic than we may be imagining at the moment.
2: Certainly, you know, th- there's certainly a chance of that, but I still think there's not a lot happening from the straight. So I think, you know, maybe the third or fourth days will be fine. But I'm curious what happens, you know, maybe towards the latter half to the fourth day and the fifth day. If it starts to break up, we have seen in subcontinental pitches, especially, you know, in, uh, in India as well, things start to happen very quickly. So while I made light of, you know, there's been draws in the past, things could suddenly change. I think just looking down the lineup, you know, this is a fairly decent India team as far as, you know, when it comes down to the entire batting lineup, all of these guys look like they're in good shape from especially the last series and Kohli is going to be raring to go. So should be another fascinating day. I think whenever India gets to bat, which I assume will be early tomorrow, should be fascinating how the Indian batsmen go, how Gil and Rohit go. You know, Rohit's been an absolute tear when he's played in India, and Gill obviously, you know, just it's going to be first test in India, but doesn't look like a young man who is right. short on confidence.
1: No, I love a bit of Shubman Gill. You know that from our IPL coverage. I think he's a terrific player and a massive potential. I think if I was to rate youngsters at the moment in terms of batting, probably Shubman Gill would be number one, and Ollie Pope would be not far behind him. So we've got two very, we've got a number of very good youngsters in this uh, Test match series. Just going back to you, Knuckle. We saw the Joss Butler. I mean, he played. A, a fairly short innings of uh, 30 today but he was caught behind wasn't he and uh, Virat Kohli had burned all of his reviews and I've had a little bit of a chat on Twitter f- with people say, suggesting that you yeah, maybe they should start with two reviews maybe get two replenished after 80 and two more after another 80 because there's a big difference isn't there between a, an innings of 250 all out and then an innings like this from England where they've got so many overs and so much more potential for the need to call on the upstairs officials to have a look at decisions uh, how do you see it I mean I think DRS is a good thing we're getting to the right decisions most of the time but obviously when you've burnt your reviews you, you lose that opportunity don't you I mean
0: the first thing there is don't burn your your reviews on speculative nonsense as they did a couple <laughs> of balls that were clearly off the forum certainly two of them were complete no hopers one of them was close the, the LBW shout that was just uh, going over the top of the stumps uh, from uh, from Shabazz Muhammad, so I think it was Ollie Pope, wasn't it? You, look, you, you can you can do a lot with using your reviews more sensibly. The three reviews was brought in um, for COVID situation. for the fact they only have new neut- uh, they only have home umpires, um, so a chance to and in in particular, not just home umpires, but one of the members of the umpiring panel is usually less experienced. So in this case, it's Anil Choudhary, who's not on the elite panel, and it was he who got that decision wrong. He gave. Uh, he gave Pope out, and then it was then then it was reviewed, and then it turned out to be going over the top. so you, that experience gap between the elite panel and the international panel is quite significant, so that's why it was brought in. You may remember that they used to replenish the uh, the reviews at eighty um, but then they got rid of that when they decided yeah. that wouldn't lose a review for umpire's call. I think l- not losing a review for umpire's call, I think it is far preferable, and I understand that you don't want to have players constantly reviewing all the time. Um, so I I don't mind that as a trade-off the three reviews I think is definitely leading teams to be a bit speculative uh, with their reviews and also the fact that for a lot you know India obviously just played a series in in Australia but there's a lot of people
1: still readjusting to playing cricket again after a pretty fallow 2020. The speculation seems to, tends to come when you've got a Joe Root on 169 out or something and you're desperate to get rid of him, doesn't it? And that's when you start to call on your DRS when maybe in other circumstances you wouldn't do. Another factor Anand's of, of this test match that's made me think is the I mean 19 no balls from India in this test match calls from upstairs with that funny little siren that goes off to from the third umpire to say no ball. Um sometimes calling the players back after they started to uh, change ends because of an extra ball to be bowled. And this made me think about test matches in the past, you know, Headingley 2019, etc. when you get really close low scoring test matches, those no balls could make a difference and we're starting to see them called properly now. But how many have we missed down the years?
2: That's such a good point, isn't it? I mean, 19 no balls in this test match, I think with the India-Australia series, there were a few, I don't think it was as high as this, but uh, I think Mark Butcher in commentary was mentioning that, well, he probably would average about 15 higher if the no balls were counted, which I doubt it was 15 higher, but still, uh, you know, certainly something that should have been done early. I think it is very hard for an umpire to kind of keep the focus down towards the wicket where the bowler's, as the bowler's getting through his stride and then looking up. Uh, So, I think this is something we should have done early. So, I'm curious, you know, what sort of impact this would have had on other test matches. But, you know, glad, certainly glad that we're there now.
1: BlackRatCricket.com Handmade English Willow Bats They do have a cashmere range for bats 0-4. Starter kit all the way to pro-level kits. They're based in Yorkshire, there is team wear available and there is a new signature range coming soon in February. Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count with Black Rat Cricket. We'll never know, will we? Because we won't ever get that side-on view of it at, at all. But uh, at least we're getting it right now, aren't we, Knuckle? I was going to say, sorry, uh, you'll remember this series, James. England, Pakistan
0: in two thousand and one, Sackland yeah. would ripped through England uh, and bowled brilliantly. Don't get me wrong, but it was revealed that he bowled quite a few big no balls uh, that just weren't spotted by I think it was uh, Steve Buckner. Uh, so there, there's one just just right there, and yeah, there will have been a load of no balls that just that weren't that weren't called. I think we we've, we've got to the the right place. It, it's much easier for the third umpire to, to make those calls, as, as Ireland was saying, and uh, if he's in position to do that job and do it efficiently. I think what it will lead to do is the, I think, a renewed focus, as the free hit regulation in white ball cricket uh, did, will lead to a renewed focus on not bowling no balls. There's that um, England, in particular, have been very good about. One of the, um, it's one of the sort of little one percenters that they introduced. They went ten thousand deliveries in one day international cricket without bowling a front foot no ball because of that penalty and because of that scrutiny. And I think they, they've also had a very good record in, in test cricket with, with no ball. So you, you will see some sort of, if, if you know that every single one is going to be called and could be costly, it's another to be to bowl it again, you get extra runs, you're going to be denied a wicket, uh, all of these things, then it may become a, a focus and it'll be something that teams will, teams will adjust to. But I completely agree with arnold I think that this is something that a number of people have been calling for for, for a while. Um, it was trialed, it was trialed successfully and they expedited it to, make it a regular
1: feature of international cricket and long may it stay that way no excuse for a spinner to it, bowl or no ball no matter who you are maybe one every now and again if you're trying something slightly different but uh, far too many I think for the India in the field uh, one of the things just to round off it's been I've been saying for ages now this is a series I've been looking forward to for a long long time and two days in I am no less full of uh, energy and appetite for more of it because I think it's going to be a terrific four test match series Nackle, you didn't join us on the uh, the preview show where I got uh, the other fan badges to uh, give me their Predictions for this series. You're two days in now, so you got a bit of a head start. But what was your? What would yours have been?
0: Well, I've said this on a few different podcasts. My prediction was: I don't like predicting. Well, I my my template for this series is uh, England India in England in 2018, where you had a lot of really good cricket and some very close seeming games, but with quite big scorelines uh, towards the end. And when things moved in, in the advantage of the home team, they moved decisively. I still think I think that England will do very well to win a test match in this in this series. I have predicted 3-0 because I hate predicting whitewashes, although I'm not really sure where the draw's coming from.
1: Yeah, okay. And have you seen anything over the first two days of this test series to actually change that prediction in terms of the 3-0? Maybe the draw's coming here. Look, England have got themselves in a
0: really good position and... This is this is one of the things that needs to happen. It is not ne- it is not sufficient, but it is necessary. One would think to to win to win a test match uh, against a against what is not India's strongest eleven, but is is the best Indian test group that there has ever been in 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 their own conditions, where India have been um, unprecedentedly dominant over the last uh, several years. I think England are better equipped than they have been for some time, with the bowling attack that they've uh, got and the planning that's gone into the into the batting. Very clearly, every batter seems to have a plan for how they're going to play, um, which is not always something you could have said about Indian bowlers in the past, but uh, England batters in India in the past. But it'll it'll come down to the bowlers, as it did in 2016. England didn't have a problem scoring big runs. We talked about uh, that Rajkot Test match. We talked about we talked about the Chennai Test match in 2016 a lot uh, through this through today, uh, where. England scored nearly 500 and current Nair, and Kale Rahul um just ground India into the dirt England into the dirt rather i've, I've- I think it's too early to be revising any predictions,
1: um, even after this excellent start from England. Uh, there's uh, an old saying in cricket, isn't there? You don't actually know how a test match is going to go until you've seen t- um, both sides batting on the same track. We'll see India tomorrow and um star studded lineup with uh, every one of the top seven. I know Washington Sunder's in the early stages, but all average over 40 in test cricket. I think the, uh, the may- maybe slightly conceited cries of some of the English fans on social media that suggest that we're going to win this test match may be a little bit premature. What was your serious prediction, Anand, ahead of the series
2: very similar to knuckle i was actually looking back at the 2018 series in england and you know watching each one of those test matches i thought Apart from, you know, I think India won one fairly easily. And I think India got blown away in Lords. So I think there were two that were sort of, you know, where one team was really dominant. The other three, if if I recollect correctly, they were very close. So I was actually thinking on the same lines. India wins 3-1, but we have a very tight series. It's really going to come down to, I was thinking along the exact same lines. I think it's a bowling that's going to define it. How do Bess and Leach do? You obviously know Anderson and Broad have quality and you know uh, Stokes can do his thing out there. What happens with the spinners? how well do they cope with it? And also on the Indian side, you know, Jadeja not being in there. Jadeja has been our second best bowler after Ashwin when it he's comes to He's a big miss, India.
1: isn't he? He's a big miss.
2: Big miss, best test all-rounder. In the last five years, Jadeja averages 46 with the bat and 24 with the ball, and he's taken 152 wickets. Uh, Stokes is right behind him with that, you know, and Stokes obviously more of a batting all-rounder, with Jadeja being more of a bowling all-rounder. But just not having Jadeja, even in this match, I think has changed, you know, how this inning could have gone. Maybe, maybe it might have not made a lot of difference but I think Jadeja is really you know, he bowls at a higher pace and he's very accurate so I would have been curious how he would have done there so I wonder whether it comes down to some of those small variables but we just came off a series between India and Australia where we saw that there are people who are ready to step up so it should be uh, it should really be an interesting series between what are I think two really deep things because I think England has a large squad and I think a lot of people can step in there and the same with India It's
1: been really good fun to talk to you both today Anand and Knuckle. England will resume tomorrow at 555 for 8 with Don Best 28 not out and Jack Leach on 6 not out Knuckle and Anand thanks for joining me today Cheers James thanks very much Thanks James thanks Knuckle. and uh, thank you everybody for listening we'll be back every single day as we go through this test series and the White Bull stuff to follow as well we've got fans from both India and England having their say on the series as we go through so tune in tomorrow to listen to that after you've listened to this one I'm the Cricket Badger James and I'll see you tomorrow
2: Thanks for listening. We will be back every day during England's tour of India. Get in touch on at cricket underscore badger on Twitter. We hope you are enjoying the cricket. See you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: plus.